0: LivingItUp.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, everybody.
1: So I guess we're just gonna get right into it. I think so. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm
0: ready. I'm ready for these topics. Okay. All
1: right. We're calling this one "Suffering Has Many Faces," and two of which are the loss of a loved one or an addiction, which some see as one and the same. Think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. So today we're gonna discuss how obedience is learned through this thing we call suffering. And we're going to back this up with something from Genesis, right?
0: Yeah, Genesis 35, and it's 19 through 21. So bear with me when I read this. So, so Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave, and it can be seen there to this day. Then Jacob traveled on and camped beyond Migdal Eder. Where? That's what it's called, Migdal Eder.
1: As Pastor Robert would
0: say, mingle or something. Yeah, mingle or the hard word. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, the the point in that is, you know, Rachel, who, of course, Jacob just adored and loved, she passed away. And, but he had to set a monument up for her to show his love for her. And even through his suffering, he had to go on.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. it says he traveled on. He had to go. You know, as hard as that is, we have to do that. And that's part of the suffering. Part of the suffering that that will, will get us stronger, that will allow God to use us in a powerful way, and it will get out all this junk that's in us. Suffering is not bad. And another word for suffering, of course, is mourning, or just letting it go. You know, some people have addictions, and have had addictions, you know, maybe to drugs, alcohol, or something like that their whole life. You know, when when you get healed from that, it's like letting go of, of a friend, of a best friend. Mm-hmm. That's all you've ever known.
1: How do you know that?
0: Well, because I had that. What happened? Jesus saved me. He mm-hmm. saved me from, my, from, my, from myself, is what he did.
1: Were you pursuing him?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, was I pursuing him at the time? No.
1: So you were kind of like Saul, who ended up being renamed Paul. You were just kind of minding your own business like Paul was, killing Christians. You were just sort of being the bad boy, right?
0: Yeah, well, I wasn't killing Christians, but I was killing the Christian ideal.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So really, if you think about it, it's one and the same.
1: So that whole that whole phrase, God is a gentleman, he doesn't force himself on us, I'm 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 rethinking that because if you read about Paul on the road to Damascus again the same with Saul, um he was minding his own business when he had an encounter with God and it yes. it wasn't gentle.
0: Well are, It wasn't gentleman like that's right. weird. was your dad always gentle with you? No. Well, do you think our heavenly father should be gentle with us all the time? Right. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's gotta knock you off your high horse. To get you back to reality and that's what he did to me
1: okay
0: he i thought i was all that in a bag of chips i had everything i didn't need god didn't want him and he surely showed me you need me more mm-hmm more
1: than you think
0: yeah
1: I, what happened
0: well you know my story
1: mm-hmm. somebody listening might
0: yeah. not you might not know my story but and this is, has to go with the suffering. I was suffering with myself for many, many years uh, with resentment um, from my childhood and things of that sort. Um, my father issues. And so to help me with this suffering, I became addicted to, uh, to different uh, type deals. You know, I was addicted to, to drugs at one time.
1: And people,
0: and people, and Relati- people pleasing. wrong
1: relationships.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah, wrong relationships. Food. You name it, food. And so, um, you know, a good friend of mine, Todd Hamilton, he invited me to go to a to a church called Prestonwood in Plano, Texas. And he knew he could get me there if there were weightlifters. And by golly, he was right. You know, God just put it planted it in him. Ask him to go see a bunch of weightlifters. He'll go. Well, I did with my two sons. I had to see Team Impact at Preston went on a Saturday night. And I was already there, and that's exactly what Todd said. Man, you're already here. You know, lightning didn't strike when you walked in, so I guess it's cool. He kind of laughed. And he said, So why don't you come back tomorrow morning? And I said, Well, I am already here, and it's a pretty cool place. I said, All right. <laughs> And so I did. Well, that's when God knocked me off hours. Mhm. In the
1: service.
0: During the service, at the beginning of it, and when the invitation was given, I was in the middle of the aisle. Todd looked at me and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I guess I'm giving my life to Christ." Went down there, gave my life to Christ that night. They had a special baptism. I was baptized.
1: In water.
0: In water. And I was totally... I had this just freedom coming coming across me, but it, there were still, you know, there weren't question marks. I knew I'd given my life to Christ, but I didn't know where to go from here. So I started meeting with a mentor, and, and he, he helped me get a Bible that I could actually read and understand. And
1: that's so important.
0: Yes. And But two weeks after I was baptized in water... Then I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. What happened? That's when God knocked me off my horse. Okay. You know, I was standing by my bed, you single guys, folding clothes. and <laughs> He doesn't uh,
1: have to do that
0: anymore. Well, I, I try to help occasionally, <laughs> so I need to do help more,
1: actually. No, no I wasn't saying that.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, I was standing by my bed and uh, folding clothes and just thinking about how my life is being transformed. And how I don't want to be involved in any kind of drugs, addiction, or bad relationships anymore, and thinking what well, the world's happening to me. And I felt these hands upon my upon my shoulders, and I was pushed down to the ground to my knees. And I could feel this presence right right on my neck just like if i was standing over you and i started sobbing and crying and telling god how sorry i was for all the things i had done well this went on for several hours so you know i had a lot of things to say but what he responded to me was i love you and now i want you to go spread the gospel for the rest of your life.
1: So that encounter with God, mm-hmm. is that experience with Him, His presence, is really what sealed the deal for you. Absolutely. Pardon the phrase. And that's what we're going with this.
0: And, you know, and then God told me to go to the Bible. I had never read the Bible. Never. He said, I want you to open the Bible and that is your scripture. I didn't know I was opening the Bible. I didn't know the Old Testament from the New Testament or the, or the Middle Testament. I didn't know. So I opened the Bible up and I saw, it said Isaiah. So I looked at it and I went, okay. And so I looked down and the first verse I ever read was Isaiah 6 eight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the Lord said, whom shall we send and who will go for us? And then I said, here am I, send me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I spoke to God and I said, you know what God, you know, I'll go wherever you want me to go, because mm-hmm. I thank you and I love you so much for what you've done for me. Which was Not for my salvation, because he already sealed that.
1: What did he do for you? What was it you were so grateful for at that moment?
0: Oh my gosh, he saved me from, well, I would have been dead, okay. physically dead, mm-hmm. if he wouldn't have stepped in. But when he stepped in, I died, and he rose me up again.
1: And so what we're, what, where we're going with this at almost 10 minutes is that until myself and everybody listening has a one-on-one encounter mm-hmm. experience with God's presence, not much is going to change in your life. Right. Maybe you're living a charmed life. Maybe things are good and you're okay with just knowing God and yeah. going through the motions. Hey, that's great. But there's a lot of people listening that want what Scott is talking about, and that is to know him, to have an encounter with him, because you're, you're ready to go deeper with him because yeah. you've reached the bottom, you've hit rock bottom, and you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And the only way that you can experience that, Scott cannot teach that, is, is through prayer and telling God from a sincere heart, God, I want to know you like that. That's the only way. What happened to you cannot be taught. It has to be experienced. Right. And the only way that that can happen for you is for you to, again, from a sincere heart, tell him how much you need him, how desperate you are, and that you want to know him like that.
0: Well, the obedience part of what we're talking about this topic, the obedience that I have now that I want to be more obedient to him, it all came from the suffering that I'd gone through for 40 years. So the suffering that you've gone through, it can be gone. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have troubling or, or trying times, even when you're a Christian, that's for sure. But you know who to run to, and you know who where your peace is. And my question for you today is, who is your Jesus? Who is he to you? Well, you know what? The only way to know who your Jesus is is you give your life to it. I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. it's the most important decision you'll ever do in your life. Mm -hmm. Freedom is right there. It's ready for you Mm -hmm. if you're willing to do it. Then you can see chains being broken. You can even see your two sons like mine Give their lives to Christ.
1: Mm-hmm. You can break all sorts of generational curses in your family. It could start with you. That's
0: right. So, if you want that in your life, which Teresa and I really pray you do, the way to start doing that is to give your life to Him.
1: From a sincere place of brokenness. That's right. That you know that if, if it doesn't, if, if God does not save you, you're not going to be saved.
0: That's right.
1: Because nothing you're trying. No body, no substance, nothing is going to be able to save you. That's right. I got, Jesus.
0: That's right. I got to that point where I said, God, if you don't save me, I can't go on.
1: When did you tell him that?
0: I told him that when I was, when I was, when I was being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay. God, without you saving me, I would not have been able to go on.
1: All right. Well,
0: that's it. That's it. You know, that's the gospel in a nutshell. You know
1: and it's the gospel it's the only pill you need that's
0: right <laughs> so we pray that if if you, if you don't know uh, Jesus that that you come to know him right now and if you have and maybe said the words years ago or and you're just thinking to yourself my goodness man I, I've never really given my heart to him I want to know who my Jesus is I want to have that relationship mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. then play, please uh, pray this prayer with us. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Lord, I I know that you died on the cross, that you rose on the third day, and because of the cross, I know my sins are forgiven. Lord, thank you for the suffering, and thank you for saving me from it. My prayer is today, Father, that I give my heart to you, and I start becoming obedient. In Jesus' name, amen. You
1: know, if you look at the word obedience, right in the middle of it is the word die. That's right. And it's all about dying to self.
0: If you pray that prayer, you died to self. Mm-hmm. In Philippians 1.21, it says, to live is Christ, to die is gain. That's right. So if you prayed that prayer, please email us at infolivingitup.org. We'd love to include you in our prayer request. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just love y'all so much and we, we thank you for loving Jesus.
1: That's right. So until we talk to you tomorrow, keep mm-hmm. living it up.
0: Bob begin again. again.